Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Part 2, The Sequel Continued. A podcast where we watch movies with some friends, discuss them, and then think of a sequel that really should never have been thought of in the first place. At all, like a cryptid. Uh, I am your roommate, Roger. And I'm your roommate, Xavier. And this week's newest roommate, uh, everyone should know by name. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I am Peyton Petkus, and I'm the one that has written the music that you hear at the start of the past few episodes. Yes, uh, start and the end of the of the episodes. So everybody, uh, give a warm welcome here. Peyton, thank you for joining us. This week, we watched a movie that was a little bit out of our wheelhouse, and uh, Xavier is going to give you a one-sentence ex- explanation of what that movie was. Go ahead, Xavier. Right. This week we watched a Hallmark cliche about a small town girl and a city boy working out their differences while also working in a year-round Christmas hat shop called Hats Off to Christmas. And hey, that's also the name of the movie. Oh, and did we mention uh, Little Wheelchair Boys and Pumpkin Carving and a very slow soapbox derby race? This movie had it all. Uh, Romance, action, old men falling from ladders, and very poorly explained corporate structure. Okay. D- avoiding the fact that that was definitely not one sentence, I'm actually more disappointed we didn't get to see the old man falling off the ladder. No, but I called it, like, the second that guy walked away. <laughs> he really did, like, <laughs> while the movie was going. Um, there was just something ominous about his gait. Now, uh, Peyton, you requested a Hallmark film. Is there any specific reason for that? Yeah, so... The thing about Hallmark movies is they're all pretty much the same movie in this like weird microcosm where for some reason they just remake the same exact thing time and time again. Except this one, I would argue, is actually a subversive masterpiece of uh, auteurship cinema. Uh, See, in the typical Hallmark movie, it's the busy woman and she wears red and she has no time for Christmas and, and she doesn't want to do anything with it. And it's the, you know small city boy that takes everyone on the great magical and Christmas adventure. But this movie decides to swap the roles and also at the same time, instead of having one person not even related to Christmas at all, we are in a capitalist hellscape in which everyone is operating from a Christmas shop. <laughs> did you have that written down? I did not. That was, <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say this movie was a little different. It was also the only one we could find like for free because Hallmark likes to charge out the ass for everything oh, that yeah. they sell. Um, we we almost we got very close to choosing another movie. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Mistletoe Mishap or something like that. Yeah, something or like Mix that. Up. And uh, literally the synopsis the synopsis said, um, "This is a businesswoman uh, with no time for romance or the holidays." And the second I read that, I was like, oh, this would be perfect as well. But uh, it was not a Hallmark movie, and we wanted to stick to Hallmark. So we, we went with the only one that we could find for free. Right. Uh, if for everyone listening in the future, uh, we're currently in the month of December. So there's tis the season is the reason we're doing this. Um, so, okay. So, uh, Peyton, I know you've you listened to a few episodes. I kind of get a, a, a scope of how the formula works. I'm going to be asking you, uh, you and Xavier, uh, a few trivia questions about the movie just to kind of introduce the concept and ideas uh, to the audience as well, kind of a surrogate kind of way. Um, so I'm going to ask the question. Uh, Peyton, you're going to answer it first, and then Xavier's going to answer. We're going to move on from there, okay? All right. All right. Uh, both of you can work together on this one because usually 
usually the first thing I ask is always, what can you name all the characters you remember? Okay, so uh, you two have fun with this. So I actually took notes uh, to make sure I wouldn't look stupid and have egg oh, in my wonderful. face during the section. <laughs> so we have, and I'm not going to look at them. I'm still going to do it by memory, but I did try to take notes. So we have Mia. Mia, also referred to as Maya in a mean way, she is the main protagonist, and she works at Hats Off to Christmas. She's also played we have... by Haley Duff. Haley, yeah, the older sister Haley, to... Right? Uh... Haley Duff. Yeah, Hillary, Hillary Duff's, older, Hillary Duff's sister older sister plays yeah. the main character in this movie. Yeah, and then we also have um, Nick, who is the heartthrob or the love interest of this movie. Um, let's see. We also have the son... Scott or Scotty, I think. Now, there's, there's aspects he's... about his character I don't want to be spoiled just yet. Okay, sounds good. Just know that Scotty um, is the son. Yes, that's the son. And then we have um, the old guy, oh God, that, that um, we mentioned earlier. The, um, the, his the, name the... is Phil. Oh, yeah. Phil. Yep. And then we also <laughs> have the business owner of this, the, this place, which is um, Michael, I think, I want to say. I don't remember the owner's um, name, but don't forget Phil's foreman, Sam. Yes, that is correct. Sam Jones. Uh, and then what? What's her sidekick's name? That her babysitter, or whatever. Her, the the babysitter's name is El, uh, Ellie. Ellie. I took notes and I couldn't get that, so I'm yeah. glad you have that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one person who they never explain what their relationship is. Yeah. At, at all. first, I thought it was I thought it was Mia's sister, but like, that's not clear if it is, or if like she maybe works part time at the store. Well, no, because she's offering her a job to work with her in like finance or something, right? So I I have no idea what was going on there because she's babysitting this boy the entire movie. Maybe it was like a sister-in-law or something. I don't know. I was very lost in that character personally. Uh, So we have the owner of the company whose name was Mister Bowers. They may have said his first name at some point. So Michael might be right. If if they did, I don't remember it. Uh, We also have Valerie Fry, the 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 banking. Yeah, the banker. Uh, that what? Oh my god! I, can't think of the, I forgot the her name. Um, wait, what did you she say? Like the name was? I already forgot what it was. I know it starts with a V. I think uh, Valerie Fry. Valerie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she was some kind of representative, like auditor person for the bank. Uh, we have Sam Jones, the warehouse foreman. Phil, the warehouse worker, who is usually the yearly Santa. Yes. And uh, he makes a joke early in the movie, and that comes back way later. Uh, kind of. I don't know. It, it that seems kind of useless to me. Okay, well let's let's move on. Question number one: uh, We're introduced to Mia, who works at Hats Off to Christmas, where every day is Christmas. What do they sell, Peyton? They sell primarily hats, and they are stored at at this point in the movie in the front of the window on the side, like right next to the door. Yes, <laughs> it's mainly, very specific. Mainly... <laughs> yeah, that comes into play later. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, mainly hats. <laughs> Mainly hats, and then they also specify Christmas wrapping, paper, and uh, ornaments. That is correct. I have Christmas hats, ornaments, and wrapping paper. Just as a bonus, how many different styles of hats do they have? Oh, Lord. At least Too many. Three. So in the movie, there is a line that does confirm that they have at least 100 different styles of hats. Jeez. Which seems like too much. Uh, question number two. Mia has been working for this company for the past 10 years and believes she was going to be getting a promotion when her boss, Mr. Bowers, invites her to talk about the future of the business. How does that uh, meeting shake out, Peyton? 
she horribly misread honestly his terribly communicated cues and she has to mentor his son for the job that she wanted okay xavier uh yes exactly um i believe mr bowers uh specifically said i want to run some things about the future of our company by you um which would make anyone think like oh i'm i'm going into upper management which uh <laughs> the structure of this this company makes no sense and i guess that's why they get into it a lot within the movie about it being a small business not run sure. properly uh because they were this woman who literally just kind of manages the store she like reads invoices i guess and uh she thought she was going to become the cfo so uh definitely some kind of weird uh ladder to climb there <laughs> definitely so uh yes so nick mr bowers's son is coming down from new york uh from his very busy professional life uh to take the position mia thought she was going to get and she will be the one mentoring him it is it is presented in the movie that the old CEO or the CFO rather um uh, retired and that position needed to be filled but hasn't been yet so that's that's it's it's kind of an offhand comment so question number 3 Mia finally meets Nick what's he like he wears all black and gray and he refuses to wear hats at the christmas store um and he is extremely cold to customers um, not not being presentable to them for a lowly or not lowly but small time um, store. Okay. Yes, uh, for someone who grew up in this town and probably worked in this store before and knows literally everybody uh, that works for his company because he grew up with all of them and apparently this is the only place in town that hires anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of just try to make him look like a dick by not wanting to form relationships because he doesn't plan on staying very long. Well-dressed, I guess. Uh, his, his suits look very cheap in this movie. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he's just kind of like, I'm too busy for this stuff. Let me get this done and get the hell out of here. Yes. So both of you are correct. Uh, I'm not even going to read my answer. You, I mean, that's, that's all there is to know about this guy. Question number four, Scotty, the... Son has a big day at the doctor's office coming up. Hey, Peyton, why does he have a big day at the doctor's office? So explain to us very directly, which once again is a great example of authorship. You know, some people would rather show it rather than tell it, but they show it, focus the camera on it for like several seconds to make sure you really, <laughs> really get it in what 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 his affliction is and scotty is in a wheelchair because of an uh accident i think like a car accident or something okay it's not really explained hey, Xavier. Yeah. so yeah uh <laughs> our, earlier in the movie they're having breakfast and and uh mia is like hey scotty you got a big day coming up at the doctor's and he's like oh since i'm having a big day can i get some chocolate chips on my pancakes and you know, up to this point in the movie, you're like, oh, this kid has a, some big event coming up. What's it going to be? Oh, the doctor? Okay, that's kind of kind of weird. And at this point, we've only ever seen this kid sitting down, right? Yep. And then when Nick first meets Scotty, it's in the store. He's talking, Scotty's talking about how he has a pumpkin carving contest coming up. And everyone's like, oh, Nick won that three years in a row. And he's like, oh, hey, Nick, can you show me how to win this contest? And he rolls out. He rolls out from behind the counter to reveal he's in a wheelchair that was caused by some sort of accident that also just happened 
to uh, make his mother a widow as well so to kind of line up this romance in the movie. Right. Okay. So you are jumping ahead to some questions I have later, but we'll 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 jump that we'll jump that ramp when we get there, as all people say all the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, up until Scotty's revealed to be in a wheelchair, he is. We only see him sitting down behind a desk or a counter or a table or what have you. Uh, but yeah, he his, his them legs don't work, and according to the doctor, it's an incomplete spinal injury. So there is a possibility that he could regain the function of his legs. Um, so congratulations to him. Let's see. Question number five. According to Sam Jones, the warehouse foreman, Nick used to be really good at what niche art, Peyton? Nick was the best, and he won three years in a row at the pumpkin carving competition at what appears to be an elementary school, maybe maybe middle school. It could be literally anything. <laughs> Xavier? <laughs> Uh, well, You've several already said different the things. Yeah, several different things, though. They, <laughs> any chance they get, they mention how Nick was great at something oh, yeah. when he was Super younger. Cool. He was a star quarterback. He, he won the pumpkin carving contest. He won several other contests that I think they mentioned at some point in the movie. Uh, yeah, he's just an all-around um, jack-of-all-trades, master of all trades, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> master of all trades. This guy's a real Mary Sue, if you ask me. Um yeah, no, he, what the answer I have here is he he was good at carving pumpkins. It's really weird how many times they say carving pumpkins in this movie, but not they don't say jack-o'-lanterns. <gasps> I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so it makes me think that maybe jack-o'-lanterns wasn't allowed for some reason. Hallmark I don't know. Do you think it's like the, the Hallmark censors? <laughs> the, They're like, this isn't Christmas yeah, enough. Yeah, we can't oh, say no, jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, exactly. That that's another thing. Like this is a Christmas movie, but the majority of the movie is not during Christmas. Wait, because it's always Christmas at Hats Off to yeah, Christmas. It's the lines also, in the movie. They didn't want to hint at you know, obviously it was October. They say that at the very beginning of the movie. And then uh they have the pumpkin carving contest, but they did not want to mention Halloween at all. Although no. Uh, Scotty's just randomly dressed as a race car driver. Dang it! You gotta stop doing this! You gotta stop talking so much! <laughs> oh, that was okay. one of your questions, Roger. You gotta probably stick more to the plot. Listen, bud, <laughs> there's not a lot of plot for me to ask, okay? I had to milk out 15 questions for this. So, <laughs> question number six. Mia is a widow, Scotty is in a wheelchair, and his dad is dead, all for the same reason. Why? And for how long, Peyton? There was a car accident some odd years ago. Okay, Xavier? Uh, it was I, some kind of accident. I don't know if they specify car accident, but I believe it was just a few months prior. Like, so, maybe not quite a year, maybe just slightly over a year. It, it was a year and a half exactly. Uh, okay. The movie begins, and apparently in October, it was 18 months ago. Right, so it it was it was specified as a car accident, so okay, yeah, um, which which is why the <laughs> the special race that they do later make me really laugh. I, I don't know, it's we'll get there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so question number seven, uh, Nick is reintroduced to Valerie Fry. Who is she, and what does she do, Peyton? She is two different problems wrapped up in one. One, she's here to audit the business, which is attacking hats off to Christmas. But two, she's also his ex and, and attacks the relationship he could potentially have with Mia. Xavier? Uh, yes, she's some kind of representative of the bank. 
not necessarily there to audit them, but I, I think they do say, are you auditing us? And she's like, I'm just checking the finances or whatever. But yes, that I'm not sure if she was his ex. Um, I, I do know at one point he's like, yeah, remember her? We went to school together and I had like had a crush on her or something. She makes the reference that she's a relationship manager. That's what she is, a relationship manager, because he makes the joke. Ah, oh, there we go. Do I need one of those? Because I'm single. Um, and then for some reason, despite the fact that there's been no click between the two main characters at this point, Mia gets upset by that remark. Yeah. And then we slowly start to see that she might have feelings for this guy. All right. That, you know, that's all you're allowed to say, Xavier, moving forward. Um, so, y- yes, it is revealed that. Uh, they were exes. Uh, whenever, whenever Nick is introducing uh Valerie to Mia, he says, "Uh, we were uh, uh, uh friends back in the day," and Valerie's like, "Uh, we were ex or like we're exes. We used to date." Uh, so it is confirmed that they, they were exes or they are exes, I should say. And uh, yeah, she is a relationship manager for the bank, kind of going over their finances to make sure that they don't need to liquidate, right? So. Yes. Question number eight. Nick comes over to help Scotty carve his pumpkin for the contest. Uh, but when they, but when that contest day comes, Nick is super late and is scalded by Mia for giving hope to her son. But the real question is, what was Scotty's Halloween costume, Peyton? <laughs> the Halloween costume? That was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a race car driver. Okay, all right. Um, but I do want to <laughs> note one thing about the pumpkin. They make such a big freaking riot about what the pumpkin is and, and the reveal of what it looks like. And then it's like the most underwhelming. It looks oh, like, yeah. like what, stand out the Christmas yeah, hat. They're, they're like, it's like, what is the point? Don't look at it. And, and you assume it's going to be something sweet. Like, I don't know, maybe uh the mom or something right or maybe like a an homage to the dad or anything right no it's it's santa and it's got one of the hats from the business on it actually every single thing they do in this movie outside of the store they incorporate a santa hat into so yes it, it is the staple of the movie so they got to they just they absolutely have to you're both correct uh oh wait actually Xavier answered the question earlier so i guess i guess whatever Oh, yeah, um, a little race, which is kind of fucked up too. Since he, no, you're, he was in you're a car accident me. or whatever. <laughs> um, let's see, what what question was that? Introduce that was eight. eight. Okay, question nine. Mia and Scotty have to work together to build a special scene in the window of the store. Peyton, can you describe that scene for me? The most underwhelming shop. I, I don't even know. Like, like what are you talking about? Meat, this is like the greatest window. idea the owners ever had. <laughs> It was it was like Mrs. Claus holding up stockings. Oh. If that sounds underwhelming, that's because it is. Okay, Xavier, do you want to elaborate? Close. It, it's uh, so it's Mrs. Claus hanging the hats that they sell in the store on a clothesline, uh, in in the cold winter air. So wind's blowing and she's chilly, but she's got to hang up these hats because. The I mean, Black Friday's coming, right? It's a Black Friday display, so you know, this is the best idea they've ever had, and it looks just as dumb as it sounds. The amount of pride and excitement this old man gets as he's describing this perfect scene to to Mia and Nick is astonishing. Just how like impressed with himself 
he is. Um, I, I would also like to point out that, like, structurally in the movie, this was the midpoint. Right. You know, the moment <laughs> when there's supposed to be a big turn and reveal, they make a, a window dressing. And it yes. doesn't well, even this, look this was actually that good. Right after the, the little argument, like like Roger said, uh from the pumpkin carving con- con- Wow damn, the pumpkin carving contest, whenever she's like, You gave my son hope, stay away from him. They're like, stop, leave us alone. And he's just like, Okay, I'll I'll be all uptight again. Uh, at, at this point in the movie, um, as Nick was sort of kinda like loosening up from his like uptight nature uh his his clothes kind of reflect that like it gets a little more um what's the word i'm looking for literally buttons start to loosen up and his his outfit starts to get more casual right now at this point he's, he's all uptight again and he's he's um you know he's wearing his full suits again and then by the end of this little montage you know he's got his jacket off his sleeves are rolled up which, by the way, there was a point in the movie earlier where he just he takes off his dress shirt because it was covered in pumpkin guts, and he's just wearing a normal undershirt, and this turns her on a little bit. <laughs> she's just like, oh, I see your arms for the first time, and here are his arms again. They're making another appearance. Oh, uh, you know what I didn't do? What's that? I didn't do a spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, well... I was actually preparing myself to go. Woo. Oh my god! Well, here we'll just do no, it. Okay. We'll do it now. It, it's already here in the air. Okay, everybody, if you're interested in watching Hats Off for Christmas, uh, it's it was made in 2013. If you haven't seen it, you're probably never going to. Uh, but spoiler alert! Sound the alarm. Peyton, go ahead. Give us your best alarm sound. Um. Uh. Wee wee. Very good. <laughs> now we can move on. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, honestly, I didn't even think. I didn't even think about spoiler alert for this movie. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna. Anyone listening to <laughs> well, this is gonna watch that. They've so, either watched so the thing is, then, they're not but, going to. Yeah. If you see one Hallmark movie, you've seen them all. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Question number ten. Nick helps Scotty with yet another niche competition. What is it, and how does it go, Peyton? Uh, another niche competition. Um, wasn't that the race car, or am I thinking of something well, else? You're, you're correct. The the the, the box car match. Okay. <laughs> and yes, soapbox derby or whatever the fuck they call those. Yeah. For some reason, at Christmas, every Christmas they do it. Yeah, but they didn't do it when they were kids. This is the one thing Nick didn't win at. Which they is... they make a point to to say that yeah. for some reason. Well, I but didn't get also, to win at this. Also, like. Everything in this movie is just kind of like, oh, this happens, this happens, and this happens, or this happens so that this can happen. But like Nick gives Mia a ride home in his Porsche so that Scotty can see it and be like, whoa, I bet that car is fast. Wish my soapbox was that fast. And then Mia the whole time is like, no, we shouldn't make his car that fast because he's 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 already crippled, so we don't want to <laughs> we don't yeah. want to make that worse. Uh, to which Nick, uh, is like, oh, don't worry, we're we're not gonna make it fast. He he doesn't need to win at everything. We need to humble the kid because this is the most humble character in the world, right? Yes. Um. So yeah, the answer is a soapbox car derby. Uh. Now, but how does it go? He gets second place. Yes, he gets second place because I guess every there's only two cars at a time, but every round I guess has a first and a second. So right, which means he was last place. So, I mean, yeah, and I at least he, this he was got the second round too. 
Well, we um, only get to watch two rounds, but I, I assume there were more. It was also one turn in in the yeah, box race. It was just race. one turn. So the, whoever it was the left turn too. So whoever was on the left at the starting line is gonna win. Is winning. Because these things period. are moving. Yeah, they're moving at like negative two miles an hour. So <laughs> yeah, they're my favorite shots were the ones where like the music's getting all hyped and they're just like running very like slowly. Like they're like jogging, <laughs> trying to be like, oh guys, let's goes. look at it. Yeah. No, yeah, they're very like, good. Oh, they're on, they're they're going. Let's let's get to the. To the there was side. some pretty goofy music choices in the movie. Um, oh yeah. Oh my god, I was argument, waiting to bring that up. Yeah, the <laughs> argument after the uh, the the pumpkin carving contest, the music shifts so drastically, and it's such bizarre music too. It it, <laughs> I literally had to mention it the second it happened. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an audible thing in the in the audience Hell, they just like pulled stock music and they were like uh what emotion is this scene okay hard cut music soundtrack and then they would use different songs that like had different feels to them like back to back it was just <laughs> ugh. i could ugh. only imagine someone who like knows music was going nuts <laughs> during this movie so um, and like, th- I mean, this doesn't matter that much, but like at all the different songs had different like microphone positions for all the instruments. So like one would have like an ensemble feel while another one would have like a solo feel and then they'd be like right back to back. And my brain would just be like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. All of our audience <laughs> that listens to this podcast that are um, somehow in the Venn diagram of podcasts and orchestra knowledge, <laughs> they're really going to like the interaction you just had. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's a really big demographic. Another thing, talk about more audio. I, I noticed that they would always probably have like a lav on the main, you know, uh, Mia, but then all the other characters, every once in a while, you'd, you'd hear a lot of like, like, like noise when they would speak. Mm. Um, and that's probably because some, you know, uh, like sound editor had to go in and like really just like pick just the audio and then cut everything else out and then add some extra noise and then, you know, try to figure things out to balance it out. So good job on the, the music, the like sound editor, bad job to the people who recorded audio on set. (laughs) Also the Mia character was the least audible character in the whole movie. Like it was so hard to hear her talk most of the time, which is, I had to hide a microphone like in her hair. Yeah. Right. Question number 11. Speaking of uh, uh, auditory problems, Mia overhears Valerie and Nick talking about the easiest way to raise profits. What does she hear, Peyton? Oh, my God. During this scene, I thought something else was going to happen, which would have been equally as bad as what did happen. So she walks up and, and overhears Nick being like, yeah, we're losing money fast, so we just need to cut benefits from all of our employees, but but I'm a family with them, but I'm, we're still going to, we have to cut benefits. And what I thought was going to happen was when she left, Nick would continue to go on and be like, but we can't do that. That may be the best plan, but we can't do that. But no, he just really thinks he wants to cut benefits from these people that he, I mean, the movie wants us to believe he's growing close to. Xavier? Yeah, I think at this point, he's just kind of like, I need to save this this line of credit however I can. So uh, maybe we can cut the health benefits and so on and so forth, which, you know, upset Mia and she ran off. And at first I was just kind of like, well, you know, what does what does she care if everyone else loses benefits? But then, you know, I was like, oh, that's right. Her son and his medical bills. Um, I don't know how good the benefits are that they can cover um, such drastic medical costs, but apparently they were so good she had to resign afterwards so xavier 
<laughs> stop, stop it! <laughs> We're already 30 minutes in or close to it, so... You're right, you're right. Okay, well, let's, let's speed through these last ones. Yes, it was to take away employee benefits and maybe reduce the staff. Question tw- uh, 12. Because of, uh, because of this, Mia cancels their dinner plans. So Nick uses his reservation at the fanciest restaurant in town to take Valerie instead, where she gives him some good news. What's the good news, Peyton? Um, for no unprompted reason, she's like, yeah, as long as you're a manager, we're going to give you the money, which kind of gets rid of all the stakes of, of that entire character. Correct. Xavier? Uh, yes, she she tells him that they can keep that line of credit and get a small loan so long as he stays on his management. That is absolutely correct. Uh, she offers that the bank will hold the line of the, the store's line of credit as long as Nick stays in town in a management position. And I guess in this scene, she is she's also like, oh, you really like Mia, so I'll back the fuck off. Um, yeah, she's kind of just like, uh, yeah, who is this reservation for? This is the most this is a pretty romantic place, right? Yeah, and like the set design is literally just plain walls and like maybe some little Christmas lights around. Yeah, but it's, uh, that's it's, the most romantic place in town. This is the most dimly lit shot in the movie. Also, <laughs> it's the only point in the entire movie where I thought it was nighttime and it fucking wasn't because it cuts back to Mia and it's clearly daytime outside. Yeah, the I don't know if they just didn't have a permit to record at night in this special little town, but uh, yeah, there there was no nighttime scenes in this movie. It was literally uh, midday, every every single shot of this movie, which I, I know it takes place in California because we see the flag, right? Yes, we but, do. But like, it must it must have taken place in Iceland or some shit, somewhere <laughs> where the sun never sets. Yeah, I, <laughs> sorry, that actually made me laugh. The drama is building. Mia writes Mr. Bowers a resignation letter right before Christmas. A bold move, but what is bolder still, Peyton? Um, what? <laughs> Sorry. Could you ask that question again? Mia writes Mr. Bowers a resignation letter right before Christmas. A bold move. But what is bolder still? Specifically what she does next. Oh, yeah. Um, doesn't she try to, like, take, like, the boring job or something from that one friend and babysitter in the beginning? And she's like, okay, I'll do that. Um, and then doesn't she also, like, tell Nick to, like, back off or something again? We'll see what yeah. Xavier has to say. I don't think yeah. any of that happens. I think it literally cuts to uh, uh, Mr. Bauer showing Nick that, or telling Nick that Mia resigned and then be like, oh, you know, we got to get ready for this Christmas party. And she still shows up for the Christmas party, even though she just resigned. Oh. <laughs> okay, yes, so. that, is, oh, yeah. that is my answer is even bolder <laughs> still, she does quit. And still shows up to the fucking Christmas party. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, that doesn't make any this sense. This is this is the also, part of the movie where Phil falls off the ladder off yes. screen and Nick is approached is, about being the new the new Santa Claus. Yeah. Which is, is literally only I don't know if this is gonna spoil anything. Oh, don't you do only, it! Don't you do it, you motherfucker! I that's the next question. <laughs> go go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, it's it's actually the the sec the, the next question after this one. But at yeah. the party, Mr. Bowers admits to retirement, but also what? Peyton? Um, he admits doesn't he say like, oh, my son is gonna take over as CEO of this company? Yes. Th- and there's then, one more thing. There's one more thing. Xavier, do you want to cover oh, it? God. Yeah, so he's like, I'm retiring. 
so my son's going to take over as CEO and president, even though he's more suited for a CFO position since he's a money guy. But um, yeah, he's taking over the whole company, and we just created a new position so that Mia doesn't fucking quit, uh, and she's going to be our vice president. Oh, well, yeah. vice president of what? Do you remember? Of financial operations, I think, or sales something? and marketing. Sales. Yeah, sales and marketing. Oh. Like, ugh, fine. And there's there's no conversation about this. There's yeah, no conversation. She's just like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, I guess oh. I'll do that. Yeah. She's kind of like sh- smiles, and you're like, yeah, oh, no, I fucking guess. No details about how much it pays or anything like that. So, <laughs> right. Hey, has to pay one scene to wrap up this whole movie. So speaking of wrapping up this whole movie, before Xavier says anything more, question 15. Scotty, the son, uh, has two Christmas wishes that he tells to Santa, who is Nick in disguise? What are his two wishes, Peyton? Yeah, his first wish is to um, get Mia and Nick together. And he's like, yeah, I'd like my, my mom to get her boyfriend back. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then his second wish, he's like, well, you can't do it. But I can, and then he just stands up and then immediately sits back down. Xavier? Shit, I, I spaced out on the question. What was the question? <laughs> what were Scotty's two final wishes for Christmas? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, a toy train, uh, what? His, his, his mom to get laid, and the well, ability to walk. Okay. Yeah. So, so the question was, what were his two wishes? You gave me three. Uh, I'll omit the train no, one. A toy, a toy train would have been better than either of those two wishes. You're right. Uh, yes, but the, the, the first one was for me to get back with her boyfriend, and there's like a whole like, oh, I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Yes. And so then this, this whole, <laughs> well, Phil falling off the ladder was literally just so that Nick can hear this kid say this and him right. be like, oh, well, I tell you what Nick's wish is. To bone your mom too, so yeah, let's get that done. <laughs> and hey, Phil was an important character who went on a very great arc. What's funny he is they like gave they gave lines. us kind of a, a a Chekhov's gun, but it was Chekhov's Phil. <laughs> he was gonna be like the big, you know, like early yeah, in the movie. He's have like a heart attack. I gotta keep eating donuts because I'm Santa every year, and then he falls off a ladder and he can't be Santa, and it was like that. Okay. Yeah, they that's what they you literally chose? set up a health issue, like yeah. something that could have been so dramatic. But he falls off of a ladder, and then they say it's not as bad as it looks. This is just protocol. So, yeah, I, no I didn't even hear what they were asking him to do in the scene where he walks off. Just the way he walked off, I was like, something's gonna happen to Phil. And then immediately, yeah, Xavier was right. Hit it on, hit it on the head. Now there is no falling action to this movie. The credits just start to roll. Yeah, okay. after me and Nick kiss, it just right. starts rolling. We're finally shown a kiss, very vaguely, very almost like they maybe didn't kiss. I'm sure they did, but it was almost like maybe they didn't. Anyway, uh, so the way this normally works is, Peyton, as our guest, it is up to you to set up the beginning of the sequel to Hats Off to Christmas. All right, so like I said in the beginning of this movie, they switched the roles of the genders, the typical Hallmark movie, And this already was a subversive masterpiece, but I think we can take it a step further and try to subvert like even more expectations in this new holiday classic, um, Hats Off to Christmas 2, or maybe we'll come up with a new name later. But I definitely think 
um, that we need to open on another like business slash relationship issue where it's like there's something that's going to destroy the business, but it's also causing a rift between Mia and Nick. And I think it's going to have to start with, you know, maybe this new job that Mia has taken on uh, is not doing too well. You know, she thought she could work with the regular people, but now she's stuck in offices all day. Um, and at the same time, um, we have, you know, at the end of the movie, they just agree to create A, a new job position, and B, just give benefits to everybody. And sure, they got a little bit extra on the loan, but like that can't solve a dying business. Especially so because I think Christmas they're gonna have... is now over. Yeah, yeah, Christmas is over and they're paying people more. So I definitely think we need to have like the businesses crashing and Nick and Mia are getting fights about it. Um, and, and they start to like, you know, be like, Hey, maybe we rushed into this too fast. Maybe this isn't working out for us. Okay. Uh, Xavier, do you have, uh, do you have any very specific instances that maybe would drive them apart? Yeah. Nick is having to fire people. Cause like, uh, like Peyton said, you know, just creating a new position and giving one person more money doesn't solve everyone else's problems. So the warehouse is, 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 is thinning out, uh, Sam. This time falls from a ladder, and that's that's the last straw. Mia just doesn't know how she can handle ruining so many people's lives. Now Sam's three daughters are uh, are depending on the health benefits that that Nick still cut <laughs> because again, uh, making Mia vice president didn't solve shit. Uh, don't forget that Sam also has another child on the way. Oh yeah, so his four kids are going to be depending on that uh, right. and medical benefit. They've had to spend a whole new budget on packing peanuts because Nick broke a machine in the first movie. That oh yeah, that thing could not have been cheap. <laughs> flooded the warehouse with packing peanuts. Um, wow, overhead is just going to go through the roof. Okay, right. So this is mostly uh, kind of a an economic, you know, uh, employment strife kind of situation where. Uh, most of their struggles are caused financially, right? Um, let's throw let's throw one more problem in the mix. Something else is happening in their lives. Uh, I'd like to imagine the one lady from before, because I was very disappointed with her role in this movie. So I think Valerie. we need to like bring her back. So she, yeah, Valerie. She leaves to the big city and then comes back as that big city woman. And now Nick is the small town boy. <laughs> It's kind of like questioning whether he wants to stick with his small town life or go back to the big city. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> now, obviously there's going to be a lot of buildup to, you know, uh, maybe everyone gets their jobs back or maybe, you know, Nick and uh, Mia have a well, my... falling out and he goes to hang out with Valerie some or like my uh, big question though is, is Scotty out of the fucking wheelchair or what's going on? <laughs> Well, he okay. Had, he so did, I think. Oh no, you go ahead, Peyton. I think that he stands up and tries to walk and accidentally pushes himself too much. Yes, you know, like <laughs> trying to walk. Up in that so he's back in the fine. in the wheelchair. Yeah, because because he like he like pushed himself too much, and so now he's like he did extra damage to himself. Um, and that Christmas miracle was actually a so Christmas in, medical problem. He's in his wheelchair for life now, and Nick is like, oh man, I, you know. I, I heard there was a chance he could walk again. That's what I signed I up for. I was really banking <laughs> on the fact that this kid could walk again. <laughs> I would like to imagine, hear me out. This this might be a bad idea, but what if 
Mia is like now a side character in a whole new Hallmark movie. And we get to see it from her perspective as her world crumbles down around her. And Nick gets to live the life of his dreams with, with the big city girl, turning her into a small town girl. Okay, all right. So it's kind of like there's a Hallmark movie going on for half of the movie. And that's like shot regularly with the you know crappy music that changes and the, the crappy dialogue. But then we like the camera focuses on Mia more and then the, the cinematography gets a lot more like grounded and realistic. And it feels like found footage as she's just like trying to escape out of this Hallmark movie. See, holy I, shit. I was imagining uh, Nick's struggle. You know, he's like, you know, he had to sell his Porsche and now he's in. <laughs> in a handicap accessible minivan um his his whole life is just kind of going down drains uh mia made him sell all of his expensive suits now he has to wear flannel every day of his life um his you know everything he knew is kind of just just out of his life now and and now he's got to focus on on mia and how she's always complaining about all all these medical bills despite the fact that now they're both loaded um from this this tiny business and um, maybe we could just do kind of like a uh, uh, what are those movies where it goes back and forth between like um, like present and past or present future kind of like Blue Valentine where you see these characters fall in love but at the same time you see them fall out of love um, but instead we get it from Mia's point of view and Nick's point of view where Nick is at the bottom uh, at the start of the movie and he makes his way up uh, clawing back for that that big city life that he always, um, you know, wanted from a childhood. And that's why he left this town in the first place. And Mia starting from the top in her VP position and then just kind of crumbling as, as, uh, as her relationship and her business kind of deteriorate. Well, that was the most complicated thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I do think I've never, I've never seen the movie that you, that you reference, but Blue I, Valentine. I'm sure it's easy to watch. It's uh well I mean it's Ryan Ren- uh, Ryan Gosling and uh and but, Haley uh, Duff yeah Haley Duff and, and Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Nick is played by Ryan Gosling in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and no one brings it up yeah. like yeah. he looks blonde different now and, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay there's a scene where he like screams at the top of his lungs um, very dramatically is that a la no that's just something Ryan Gosling does a lot in this movie oh, okay I wasn't sure if that was a direct reference <laughs> no um. Okay, so we have we have a lot of hurdles here. Normally, uh, normally we have to go over hurdles, uh, kind of in length, but we have a few to choose from. Um, how how are things resolved? How do, how does the movie come to? Uh, how do we wrap things up and do a bow? Divorce. You know, ultimately. Oh yes, one hundred percent. No, go on, Peyton. <laughs> so. Ultimately, I would say the core like problems of the entire first movie, at, at first you think it might be relationship problems and you think it might be business problems, you know, or, you know, or like maybe social issues with like Scotty. But really, I would say capitalism is like the true enemy. Um, you know, she has to work this job that is paying her less and not giving her as much benefits because specifically they've tricked her into thinking it's a family and that everything is Christmas. And I agree. I think she wants to divorce him, uh, Nick, because she realizes what this company is, like what it truly is. You know, even though it's a small time business, it's still um, very capitalistic and very hallmark. And she's like, I need to cut off, you know, cut ties with this. You know, maybe she's like, 
maybe it turns into like a horrible boss's situation. <laughs> she decides she, she needs does to she try to kill Nick him in order to liquidate this whole company. Oh, okay. Okay, you've somehow added another layer. <laughs> um, well, that's, dang. that's what the first movie was missing, right? Is layers. So yeah, it was pretty two dimensional, wasn't it? We're taking everything that's there and building off of it. Which there's a million things that don't matter. We're making them matter now. There's now that we do not have enough time. Um, <laughs> what if what if me and Nick kind of just conspire? They get life insurance for Scotty, and then they decide they need to kill Scotty. Run off and <laughs> live happily ever after. Oh no! One of the ideas I had initially while we were watching this movie was that I wanted to see Scotty as the big city guy that comes back and he has to <laughs> teach someone else about the fucking values of Christmas. But I mean, Scotty can just die. I mean, he wasn't, he was literally not that important at all to this movie. His character could have not existed and the movie would have been exactly the same. I'm actually trying to think of what. His character was there for just kind of like an anchor. I, I, like, it was kind of to make a dilemma I think he was, for Mia. Right. Because he was also an excuse. Yeah, go ahead. He was also an excuse for Nick to show up and, and be with. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was right, like an excuse for him to be like, okay, I guess I'll put some kind of effort into this. But then it was also an excuse for her to have a reason to be angry at him because otherwise there wouldn't have been. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Scotty also, can die. Think, Let's kill Scotty. Yeah, I think it was something yeah. to like pull at people's heartstrings, but it literally there was no emotional weight to that character whatsoever. His standing up, I was wondering on my drive to work this morning, do like middle-aged women cry at that scene when they watch this movie for the first time? You should you should ask your boss. Yeah, yeah I should. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like maybe maybe Mia's like having you know, healthcare issues because the company still, even now with her high position, still is not offering her like good health insurance. And be, as a result, like Scotty passes away from his like injuries. Are you, and then are you she's saying like, passes Nick, away I can't quotes? fucking do this anymore. What? Like, yeah, like dies. <laughs> like he's killed off. Okay. Because um, like in, in like the hospital or something. So like with a pillow over his face. Or... <laughs> is it murder or is it just natural? I want to kill this wheelchair boy. So maybe he he dies. However, however it may be, maybe it's another car accident. Um, <laughs> maybe or maybe he gets into another car accident and that heals him. Right, he can walk again. And then he's like, he's in a cliff diving accident and just it's completely severs his spine and he's dead. Whatever. He's he's gone. And then Mia realizes like, hey, I have all this money now that I'm not paying for fucking medical bills. Um. Uh, let's live happily ever after. And then her and Nick don't have to get divorced. Uh, the the real problem in everyone's life, Scotty is gone. So now they can be like live happily ever after. Not not that wheelchair bound children are are a problem at all. No, I want to make that clear. This kid, I hated his face. I didn't. I wanted him to die the second he came on screen. Um, to be fair, this is just, how Xavier feels about most children. But but yeah, Scotty, Scotty specifically, definitely... him and his and his. Cheap fucking Hallmark glasses. That, his, that kid. Oh, his garbage glasses. <laughs> this whole movie looked so cheap. Um, even the store. This movie, the store looked super cheap. They could have literally just rented out any Hallmark store and fucking used that. But no, um, they just went the cheapest route. It looks like so they bought, I like, used a to do student films. And just filled it oh, full of Santa hats. Um, yes. What were, what you, were saying, you saying, Peyton? So I used to work on a lot of student films in the past. So this movie, to me, 
looks like a production designer had like a zero dollar budget so they went to walmart and got everything but kept the tags on so that they could easily return it <laughs> for free yeah that's why it takes place in a store so they could just leave the tags <laughs> oh my gosh what if the store's real what if in somewhere what if in somewhere in california there's a, a christmas hat store that's open year round and we're knocking it super hardcore yes well they deserve it. they should get a better business model they should uh Speaking of better business models, uh, do you guys want to hear my three pitches that I have for this movie? Go ahead. Um, wait, wait. What, what was the falling action of this one? They just ride off into the sunset. Now they they moved to Maui, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Scotty the movie dies. Just, the credits just start rolling randomly at some yeah, point. Yeah, there you in the go. Middle of a sentence. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Well, yeah, they're like at Scotty's funeral, and like she's crying. She's got like tissues up to her eyes and you know nick is holding her close just, and she kind of like wait a minute just i don't have to pay these bills anymore credits start rolling is this or <laughs> just like the 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 way the ads hit on freebie for some reason it's in the middle of a sentence and just oh boom, yeah credits <laughs> um oh hold on before i do my pitches do we have a name for this movie um hats off two with like the number oh my versus. god peyton that's great that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what the movie is, that's going to be the title. Yeah. Hats Do off we ever step Christmas. foot in Hats Off to Christmas at all in the sequel? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, no. Instead, we burn the like company to the ground is what happens. Oh, so they're getting life insurance and property insurance. Oh, right. I meant metaphorically, but sure, physically too. Oh. <laughs> okay. They're just getting as much money as they can out of the insurance companies from this Hell business. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hats off to Christmas. Um, <laughs> okay, so, uh, I, I wrote these about 20 minutes before we started the podcast. <laughs> so, okay. uh, pitch number one, Nick was married the whole time to a woman back in New York. The sequel follows him as he struggles to balance two lives at once. In the end, everybody dies in a car crash. Uh, pitch number two, <laughs> despite their constant attempts to keep the, uh, to keep Hats off for, oh my gosh, what? To keep the hat business afloat, it eventually does get liquidated by Mr. Bowers and sold to the highest bidder. And it turned into a uh, year-round spirit Halloween, which okay. I feel would make much more money. Uh, pitch number three. The movie follows the lonesome and only ethnic man in town as he sabotages niche businesses around town. Oh yeah, in... the... there was actually there was actually three ethnic people in this movie, uh, but there was one during the first uh, dinner scene that Mia and Nick have together, uh, where they see Sam and then Nick pays for the the bill, which I thought was going to end in a fight, but it didn't. It just ended in Sam respecting him more, even though Nick embarrassed him in front of his daughters. Um, but there there was just one lonely black guy sitting behind Mia and Nick, and he this. Extra did not know what to do with himself. Yep. He was like, oh, shit, they didn't give me someone to sit with. Uh, I guess I'll just literally stare at the wall. <laughs> and he's just, like, looking up and down the room. But he's, like, literally just the wall. He's looking up and down the wall. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Well, they don't want him to eat food because if he takes a bite in between takes, then it's, yeah, like. it's a consistency issue. Yeah. 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 But this it's guy, that guy definitely deserves all. an entire movie. Yeah, he needs a movie all yeah. to his own. But he does not know what hats off to Christmas is. The store, the movie ends with him walking into the store, and he's like, "Oh, has this been here the whole time?" Boom, credits. Do you guys sell <laughs> Christmas hats? 
the whole movie he's looking for a Christmas hat, but he doesn't know where to find it. I like that movie better. That's good. That, that would be a good movie. And everyone's like, it's July. What are you doing? Um, Eventually, okay. the day before Christmas, he discovers this door. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, if only my kids were around to see this. Okay, anyway, okay. So, <laughs> uh, Peyton, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Um, it, it was super awesome to finally have you on. The, the timing uh, of this episode is really wonky. Um, Peyton, you know, you're obviously busy with, uh, with this, the, your job and the school, and, and apparently finals are going on, and that's, that's a whole mess. So we do appreciate you taking your time to join us here. And uh, uh, we appreciate the uh, the music that you've given us the the I, I'm going to say it properly the uh, the light motifs that you've given us as uh, as quote theme music uh, did yeah did you want to plug anything so that people can find you yeah sure I don't post to social media that much these days but I'm pretty much Peyton dot Petkus uh, everywhere so that's Instagram TikTok um, I think I have a Twitter I never use it. Um, yeah. I know you don't use social media because I have tried contacting you on Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah, we'll put your, uh, if you want to just send those links to me somehow and I'll, I'll link them in the episode. Cool. Um, Xavier, do you have any housekeeping that you want to take care of? Sure, sure. Um, uh, even if you don't like Hallmark movies, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We, we tried to make it as enjoyable as possible. Um, <laughs> Uh, and if you do, you know, go ahead and, and give us a follow on socials, mainly Instagram. We're part two underscore pod. I think that's our username for every social that we have currently. So mm. if you want to find us on anything specific, just look that up. We might pop up um, on Instagram. We are going to have uh, little clips from this movie. Not that they're going to be very interesting. And uh, we'll have a mock poster for this sequel, which I don't even know what happened in the sequel. We didn't recap it. So I'm just going to have to put random crap together uh for that poster uh, yeah, yeah yeah but uh if but if you do enjoy listening to us rant about these movies and and coming up with stupid ideas um you know give us a follow uh tell a friend about us and leave a review if you're so inclined but uh we really want to grow we want to keep doing this and if you know you're a listener you know us personally you want to uh, you know be a part of this podcast reach out to us um however you you talk to us normally and and we'll see about uh, getting more people on this show. Yeah. Um, I also do want to take a personal moment to thank uh, Peyton Petkus for the intro and outro theme that we use in each episode. <laughs> um, I, I really wish he were here to, to reciprocate that. Thank you, though. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I do hope that you had as much fun as we did. And, or at least maybe even half as much fun as we did. I'll take that. And um, so thanks again. And we will see you next week on part two. The sequel. Continue. Very Give us a lovely good. little melody, uh, Peyton, yeah. to, to, Peyton, to play us out. Play us out. A little melody. <laughs> um, ba-ba-ba-ba-da. Hey, wait, no, that's just our melody. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our melody. Oh, did you not want that? <laughs>